Hi, I'm Bryce. And I'm Jimmy. We're telecom and creative professionals. We're also fans of podcasting as our respective careers give us an abundance of windshield time. While there is a podcast for just about any obscure topic you can think of, there was no regular podcast pertaining to Montana politics. That is why with our combined powers, we are Montana Voices Podcast. We strive to be an independent voice for all issues pertaining to Montanans and Montana politics. We also strive to be very forthcoming with our personal biases as we attempt to see beyond them. Montana Voices Podcast does not operate in a vacuum. We need your support. Whether that be listening to our cast, providing us feedback, sending us conversation topics, sharing our content, or providing financial support. We look forward to a long career in podcasting with your added assistance. You know, when I talk and then when you pick up, um, but that's just a result of not being right on with timing, so... Oh, geez, that gives people the uh, suspicion that maybe one of us is not in Montana at that point. Can't be having any of that. Nope, uh, the area I like to call non-Tana. Uh, nowhere around here. So let's go ahead and run through here. We have a, of course, uh, recap. Uh, we call the last one Snow Day. What do we call this one? Oh, geez, well, you know, the snow continues here. Um, not here. It's uh, We got up to 17 here today, and it was... Uh, Sort of balmy. The sun was shining. It felt great. We went out for a uh, a day, uh, you know, walk, hike thing, and then turned back after we got too cold. It turns out we need snowshoes. There's about uh, three foot of snow or so. So just enough that's difficult to walk through when you sink to the bottom. Oh, well, good for you. must have been nice having all that warm weather and sunshine there. Uh, we had our, I think, record-breaking night last night. Um, I think it dropped to like negative 32 or something. It was, was it record-breaking, or, or was it just close to the record? Or well, is that the snowfall I'm thinking I of? think close to the record overall, but it was certainly like the, like, it was the coldest it's gotten this far this winter. So, you know. Uh, how's the cobalt running? Still starting up good? Yeah, she uh, fired. I had a little bit of trouble there back on, let's see, it was Monday with some misfiring, but then I gave it a shot again there at the end of the day after I let it sit at the house for a while and she fired up and she's been doing all right since then. So at the end of the week though, we got like kind of a bad snow flurry here. And when I went to go home, I kind of, you know, cascaded right into my usual parking spot there that was filled up with snow. So tomorrow morning I will probably have to do a lot of shoveling out in order to get my vehicle out. So I'm hey, not looking forward to that. you got a driveway. You can just leave Roy Jenkins there, right? I can't. I just have to get a. I have to dig out enough of a path that I can get some momentum. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, uh, I had good. to dig uh, my Mercedes out. Uh, it's a Mercedes diesel. I parked it on the street, and I think <laughs> last. Yeah, <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, but parked it on the street, and before the real big cold snap, I got it started, and then walked back to the house to get. Uh, you know, food things, and it's a diesel, it needs to warm up for a bit, and it doesn't care. But by the time I had come back out to it, in like five, ten minutes, uh, the plow would come by, and it was under, you know, three foot of snow, and I'm just like, well, I guess this wasn't meant to be. So, which is probably for the best, because I actually went back out, and this time took a little bit more to start. I had to run an inverter off of uh, my truck and uh, warm it up for a good hour or so, and then, then got it out, but apparently that was a mistake, because I hit something in the road and now my muffler is uh you know dragging so and Ooh, not gosh. connected to anything 
Oh, man. If it's not one thing, it's the other. Yeah, I should have just left it. It could have uh, saved myself all this trouble. But I was dedicated. I was uh, <laughs> very dedicated to get it done because... You know, people think you need a four-wheel drive in this uh, this weather, and and you don't. You've got a uh, a car, a simple two-wheel drive, and I've got a rear-wheel drive Mercedes, and I got around just fine, um, except for hitting things. Indeed. And on that note, I am on a gravel road here, um, unplowed for the most part. I think they finally came through and did it this week, but up until then, like they have not. So. Does one rolling. of your neighbors have a, a plow on his truck that he that he runs around? Or he, he used to, but I think he moved. So there was another guy who had a plow on the front of his dune buggy thing, and but he didn't have that down. Even he just kept running up and down the road in it, just like flattening out the snow with his tires. And so I've been relying on others to do that on the weekends, so that Monday morning when I go to leave, it's you know smooth sailing for me potentially and hopefully. Hopefully, or work from home tomorrow. See how it goes. But indeed, you know, it's yeah. only a problem for a couple of weeks out of the year. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that's why the beauty of the internet is it gives us that ability for some jobs. You know, some jobs. Well, let's go right into our our recap here. Um, we and the last episode, uh, snow day or whatever we called it, uh, discussed raw milk, and it looks like that's going to remain illegal as both bills have been tabled. So that, that's going nowhere. You still cannot drink your own raw milk and cannot sell it. Or, oh, jeez. You know, Cue rage against the machine as I uh, milk this cow. Hey, take my milk from my cold, dead hands, which are cold and, and dead if you're out milking cows, very likely. So In this weather, absolutely. It can be an irritated cow, too. You're trying to milk it in the middle of winter like this. Do you milk cows in winter? I'm not even sure. I assume you bring them into the barn first. I don't. Think. Yeah, I'm trying to remember back to to my childhood when uh, that was a well, you that lived was on a farm. We so had to do. I, I didn't have to do that shit when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't ever recall not milking cows, so it, it probably <laughs> happened. <laughs> well, don't let anyone question your Montana roots here. You uh, straight up were on a farm there in that case. Uh, straight up, and you know, sort of a thing here. This is not in the thing, and sort of a thing. We had a, uh, a uh, my wife also grew up on a farm, but a very different kind of farm. Um, uh, it'd be one of those horse farms, which is different than a, uh, you know, a ranch farm where actual ranching happens. Oh, an equestrian uh, uh, setup there, huh? Equestrian uh, ranch. Uh, yeah, sort of. Her mom just loves horses, so um, that that was the extent of it. Just just horses. I guess some other random animals, but we had a, um, apparently, even though we both have very rural Montana roots, uh, those are very different experiences in Montana, as I'm told. So, or as I was told earlier, cause we had a, we had a cowboy preacher, which, uh, gave a, a guest, uh, preacher at church this morning and which put a sour taste in her mouth. But I was like, ah, oh, just, he's an old guy. This reminds me of the actual, why actual was, cowboys. Why um, was it a soured taste? Or did he say something that was offensive? And uh... no, she just doesn't like cowboys. Oh, and <laughs> I don't blame her. Most of them are dicks. Uh, at least most of the ones that aren't actual ranchers are, in my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, the real ranchers I've always met have always been pretty nice fellows. But um... the real ranchers, I think we're talking about rodeo ranchers. So it's a the kids who parked in the back of the Great Falls High Lot. 
or on top of the mound if they could find one. If there was a, uh, a snow mound to park on, that's where they're at. Or if they could, um, sometimes you'd have kids who would turn the tires and they'd park up on the other dude's truck. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, it was, they thought it was the coolest stuff, but you asked me, it looked a little weird there. You're mounting another dude's truck like that. Uh, that's weird. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, uh, what's that meme of the, uh, the, the Christian boy with the eight chairs at church? What? <laughs> Never mind. I'll, I'll send it. We can't. Okay, shouldn't talk about memes one. here. We're in audio format. We me, memes are, uh, yeah, Montana memes only. Hmm, I, that, that should be a th- we could be in the forefront of Montana memes. So uh, we we moving on. We heard a little bit about Zinke. Uh, he was back in the news because of uh, some policy shift that he was making, and specifically his fight with uh, Western Values Project, I believe it was. Um, vaping in schools uh, could be. Um, Illegal. That bill is still going through the process, so we'll keep you updated on that. Bullock is in Iowa and has a coalition, I think he calls it, um, thinking about this presidential run. Yeah, he so, uh, surely has a chance in hell for that. It's going to be a big field, as we discussed. And uh, um, ACLU is picking up the case on the Border Patrol, which was sparked by the Spanish-speaking detainment uh, of those women up in Haver. That was... I think more than a year ago at this point, but uh, the years of uh, legislature and uh, legality move slowly. Um, Danes is all, all sorts of hardcore about the border, and something I'm disappointed about, there's no new news on Danes. Uh, I looked up to see where Danes has been. You have that 56-county tour, um, but there was... I, I cannot tell you where he's been or if he's been to any county in Montana this uh, this last week. Where you been, Danes? Well, that is the question. Maybe, uh, you know, I called out, uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, online uh, publication at this point for maybe, uh, you know, spreading some vitriol about Dane saying he never has town hall and you can never find him, etc. But, you know, they, there might be some truth to that, apparently, because I don't know where he's been all week. You know, uh, write this down uh, mentally for our first Montana meme. We can uh, do Where's Waldo, but instead of Waldo, it'll be Steve Danes. Yeah, and we should have some uh, uh, prize money on that, uh, or maybe, uh, you know, as soon as we get some sponsors. Uh, um, certainly, um, uh, Perry's Food Basket will be picking us up here, and uh, we'll be giving away sodas. And uh, Actually, we can't give away lottery tickets. You can't give away a lottery as a part of a lottery, um, I assume. I don't know the legality on that. Um, but they sell a lot of the lottery tickets. I imagine they would know. Probably. Um, they're still open, anyway, that's- so they're doing something right. Yeah, that's our. I guess that's our callback to our old local shout out, um, which we'll do a new one and again for them as well. Which uh, I'll be visiting them soon. But uh, talk about Danes and breastfeeding, uh, youth rehabilitation, an update to who's uh, overseeing that, and the Sydney coal plant uh, closing by twenty twenty. That's that's next year. So we've got seven more months there. Nine. I can math here. So. Oh, geez. Time is ticking down. Strip the copper out of the walls, everyone. Yep, uh, and butcher the bull, as they say. So, uh, feel bad for people living in Sydney. It's going to be some tough times ahead. Yeah. I don't know. Sydney's still got the oil industry, though, too, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. But certainly, you know, any big infrastructure shutting down there is 
you know, has an effect on them. Indeed. It's going to be a pain. So, anyways, uh, on to new news. Yep, new news. Uh, I guess, what's this about sand in, in Lewis and Clark County? Yeah, I was uh, pretty blown away by this. It seems that uh, Lewis and Clark County um, is voted to not uh, set aside funding for sand for flood preparation for its residents. So, instead, residents are being told that they need to instead buy their own sandbags and sand, which I'm... Oh, man. <laughs> if they got half as much snow as we did here, like I would be picking up a lot of sand in sandbags right now if I could, you know. Yeah, and isn't that a reason that floods just about yearly? Pretty much. It's right there in that valley, so I believe it does quite often. Well, I did the math on this. We picked this up from ABC Fox Montana, who was reporting it on... A newspaper who I'm not even going to mention because if you go to the link for the uh, the newspaper, um, you get uh, not a paywall, but they start asking you questions. You don't want to answer questions. That's ridiculous. Well, it's, I think that the next step is probably a paywall if I go to their pay- web page a whole lot. You know how it works. Um, so followed that, and they figured out. Uh, they say they distributed 173 tons of sandbags. I did the math on that because they also say it costs $1 per bag. And also at 60 pounds is sort of the standard weight of, of a sandbag, whether it's Quickcrete or any other brand. And the entire sandbag program, because they said it would cost labor, personnel, supplies, the actual sand, of course, was uh, $5,766. These are the numbers they are reporting. And that seems... Like, not a whole lot of money for them to get, uh, you <laughs> for, know, yeah. undo this service for. I feel like someone's getting a kickback on some flood insurance claims in order to a make kick? this thing a, th- a thing in the first place. It feels that way. Maybe it's not. Optics kind of look that way, though. Just saying. It's not even the right uh, kickback. I mean, uh, can we get a kickback? Can Quickcrete put a plant up in there? Would, that, would they then be okay with sandbags? But... A dollar per sandbag is a, a pretty good rate. Uh, I thought so. At, I figured it'd be like five bucks in today's market. Well, five bucks, a uh, little over five, is what you can buy those same sand, the Quickrete sandbags, um, at at the Home Depot. I'm not even sure if they have a Home Depot nearby. Where where do these guys have to go to get uh, their sand if they're not getting it from the county? I think they have a Lowe's there. Yeah, a Lowe. Well, Lowe's probably has Quickrete as well. Um, and fun fact, uh, in a previous life, I worked quality control at Quickrete Billings right by the sugar bait plant over there. Oh, how was that job? Well, it uh was tough and very dirty. Almost died there because of uh, uh um I'm vain and uh it was about the time when I don't know if you remember the first Razer flip phone. Yeah. Yeah, it flipped up. It was the hotness at that point in time. So, um well, a good 200 feet up on this tower and a tower. It's like a uh, a lime silo, I think it was. And there's three stages of it. The top top one where the filters are being the thinnest. And I'm trying to be super cool. And I, th- I don't even remember the girl's name, but I was trying to impress her by sending her a selfie on top of this thing. Like, look how BA I am, essentially. But, uh, you know, the first Razor only had a rear-facing camera. So you had to turn <laughs> it around and try to press the button on it. And I'm hanging on this ladder. And, you know, not even thinking about it, like, I'm left-handed, and I'm trying to take a picture with my right hand, and I'm just not quite getting it. So, without thinking about it, I hand off the phone to my other hand. (laughs) 
Oh yeah. my. Oh, and I got lucky, or yeah, I got lucky. I didn't fall to the bottom. I did fall right, 25, 30 foot and landed on my back on a pigeon wire, which uh, I'm sure you're familiar with. Pigeon wire that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, uh, <laughs> It'll save you, but it will not be uh, comfortable. <laughs> it, it was not comfortable uh, one bit. I, uh, you know, had to go in for. I didn't break any bones or you know, just some very bad bruising and of course you get the mandatory drug test to, to what in the world we, was going on up there so yeah that's usually the first thing that they do on that kind of stuff too is oh are you all right well, great all right now go in the back and uh pee in this you know or yeah, depending on where, for a reason <laughs> depending on where you're at it'll be oh are you okay oh thank god now give us some hair you know and or depending on your ad, like, I have no idea why that guy was up there. We fired him a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, now yeah, we're gonna have to fire him. Just, uh, submit the paperwork and we'll get you hired back up again in a month. Yep, uh, but $5,700 is not a lot of money. I'm not, I'm not sure what led them to this decision. Uh, it certainly seems like a, a good process. They suggest that homeowners buy their own sandbags. However, this, you know, although I'm all for taxation as theft and, and limited government, but this seems like one of the exact functions you want your government to do, um, which is provide some assurance, because certainly yeah. there's some old people there that can't lift a 60-pound <laughs> sandbag and store it in his garage for six months. And, or, yeah, so, you're right. You know, if there's one thing I want the government to do as far as socialism goes and all of that, it's uh, stick their neck out for less than six grand to ensure that everybody has sand available to stop flooding out their f houses. Because then if they flood their houses, like, what's the point of them even staying in the town, you know? Who no, wants to stay point. in a house that's going to put them up to something so susceptible like, uh, you know, flooding like that? Uh, no one. They're just looking to dry it up, I guess. So, um... <laughs> Well, we'll move on to our next matter here. Uh, Bullock was out of state again. Um, I think I alluded to that uh, earlier, where there was uh, he made a committee or exploratory committee. Um, so he's hired staffers, and he's gone a six trip to Iowa, which uh, you know, not Montana. So that's interesting. Yeah, Iowa's pretty far. Um, I didn't know he was a big Slipknot fan. Uh, it's strange for him to be going to a place like that. Are they? It's Slipknot from Iowa? They are. That's... Oh, I had no idea. That's part of their uh, niche, I guess, is their depressive roots there in Iowa, a state with not a lot going on. Well, apparently they're pretty popular every four years. Yeah, well, uh, they do have a lot of people that live there until they're not living they're depressed because they're living in Iowa, you know? But, uh, I, geez, he's going up against how many other people right now? Like, every I, other famous Democrat is running. Bernie's running again, for gosh sakes. He's not going to have a chance in hell. Even though I said earlier he would have a chance in hell, he's not going to have a chance in hell at this. It's not going to happen. Well, there, there's not a Hillary. Uh, he's not the ringer for Hillary, pretty much. So, he... Which, by the way, they're they're all about, um, <laughs> they're still about it. And I, I thought I gave the far right, or we gave, as a country, the far right, something to move on. 
but they're still beating the Hillary horse uh, somehow. Um, they, they've got AOC now, so they, they should probably focus on that and you just, just keep on hitting that. And, uh, you know, Hillary hasn't done anything other than try to sell books for the past uh, three years. So Have they started saying that she's like Bill's kid or something? I'm sure that will come up here before too long. Uh, you know, I have yet to listen to the uh, Alex Jones on Joe Rogan podcast. Um, I listen to I've yet some to of listen it. to the whole thing. I listen to some of it. It gets pretty, pretty bizarre. Um, I don't think our podcast will ever get that entertaining. Uh, but Alex Jones being bizarre. That's uh, it's <laughs> I listen to it like right when uh, this other guy, Eddie Bravo, walks in, who's also really big into conspiracies and flat earth stuff. And Alex, was Alex Jones a flat earther too? I don't believe he's a flat earther, but um, you know, from what you've seen from his show, like he pushes a lot of stuff that makes him money. So, oh uh, yeah, you need the male virility even if, if uh, he, supplement exactly. So if he doesn't necessarily believe it, like he'll still have people on the show that talk about it. And Bravo's one of those types of guys. So, anyways, Bravo walks in, and the second Eddie Bravo walks in, Joe Rogan changes um into like a total alpha male it's crazy like he just turns it up to 11 and he wants to like you you know how like some kids would do the choking game when they were you know in school and stupid and you would like choke out your friend until they would pass out because it would like give them a high i i I never played that game me either um (laughs) yeah i mean no yeah apparently it was a thing for uh, what I assume to be alpha males, and he alpha males. There's, uh, I mean, carrying eight chairs. There's, it's just, it's loaded with um, clips on YouTube right now. That interview, it's some insane stuff. But they g- get pretty wild on uh, the conspiracies overall. Well, I'd imagine so. So he just gets, uh, he, he starts doing real, you know, questioning, being angry as soon as uh, who's this other guy that comes in? Eddie Bravo. He, Eddie Bravo. Um, I have not heard of him before. So He's a big conspiracy theorist guy, but on top of that, he also does a lot of MMA stuff. I think he's got like his uh, own MMA gym somewhere down in Texas. Uh, so He's perfectly in line with uh, Joe Rogan. Sounds yeah, like. exactly. He's very uh, well known within that group. But out, out, outside of those two communities, not a lot of people really know who he is or care. But, well, uh, not in either of those communities, so... Uh, I'm I'm not in the know. Well, that still I anyone listening to this that won't shouldn't stop you from listening to that podcast episode because it was pretty intense and pretty amazing. Well, I've been meaning to. It's on my listening uh, for this coming up week, and I've I, I don't want to say I was an Alex Jones fan, but before Alex Jones got really crazy with uh, well, he's always been really crazy. Uh, he was was on my favorite uh, a frequent guest on uh, uh, was it Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Oh yeah. Then yeah, and then uh, and back when it was straight conspiracies, and you were talking about uh, you know gay frogs and whatever. Um, but of course, uh, Art Bell and to a, a lesser extent George Norrie, because he's uh, got a different narrative that I think he's selling. Um, you know, for for years, first of all, didn't even screen calls. Anybody who who would call would you know get on the air, which is a uh, national show. So you can imagine the crazies you get there and. Alex Jones was one of them and one of their frequent guests, so back when he was strictly conspiracies. Yeah, he and they go into that in 
fact because you know of course there's a lot of that pending litigation stuff right now because of the sandy hook stuff that he got in trouble about uh but uh alex and joe point out that he didn't become like the conservative conspiracy theorist until just recently with all the stuff like before that he was the one who was you know out there calling out bush for all of the uh crazy weird secret gatherings that they do and all that stuff you know Secret secret gatherings was uh I forget was what it was Bush called. some sort of uh, secret organization. Yeah, something where uh, they like so secret. get together in the woods and set a bunch of pylons on fire and uh, you know do chants with cloaks or chant a bunch of do. hocus pocus stuff and uh, yeah, then you know masturbate on a prostitute and go back to their respective you know high ranking communities. Uh, is this the Masons? Was Bush a Mason? <laughs> I, uh, or do I have to? You know, it, I don't know. It, Joe, really, Jim, it, it's all a matter of who you ask on this because some people will connect it to the Masons. Other people will say, "Nah, the Masons are good, and they're not." Yeah, they're the ones fighting the good fight here. But it's really when it comes to conspiracies, it's just a matter of the person you're talking to and how deep into it they are. Uh, conspir- I know a few conspiracy people, and some of them have some things to say about the Masons. So, um, but uh, on the flip side, uh, we can. It's hard to deny that there are not good people in the Masons, and that Masons do some good things. Um, uh, lest I get myself killed, um, we'll probably leave it at that. Yeah, the uh, you know kids love the circus. Whatever. Yeah, those. And, and not dying at free hospitals, which, by the way, would not be needed if there was universal health care in this country. So, Well, I, I think the idea is still there because there's a free hospitals, right? Like, Well, free hospitals, but somebody's paying for it, and it's in, not the government, and it's not a right. Indeed, but they're, they're doing it, 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 it. They're trying to be trendsetters is what they're doing, I think. Or, or try to be, or I wonder what their stance on, uh, you know, Sanders' plan for universal health care and Medicare for all is. Um, you know, maybe they're jealous. They don't want it because that in mind, they won't have a hospital. I don't ever recall actually paying to get into the Shriners Circus as a kid. It was always like bring a can of food and you could get in for free. Yeah, that that's true. But um, that sounds pretty socially, doesn't it? That does sound pretty socialist. Uh, but I, I don't think. Them as a whole have any official political affiliations? No, yeah, is a, I, I don't think. Okay, um, if we want to, all the Masons it. I know are super conservative, though. But that just could be, you know, confirmation bias. Who knows? Okay. So, <laughs> well, I uh, maybe they just need some crazy leftist to just come in and throw down an application and be like, "Let me in, let me in." Uh, you know, Eric hey, Andre hey. there, there. Mon- well, wasn't Montana Clinton also in? Clinton a Mason? Probably. Yeah, bro. I thought it was all the presidents. I'm uh, pretty certain Clinton and I you know, Hillary probably is too. Well, it's uh fraternal, so uh, uh women are in by association, I guess. Okay, well I don't understand it because uh mostly because I'm not a Mason. But um <laughs> all right. Uh I let's get slightly back on track here. I guess the big question is uh what secret organizations is Bullock a part of in this case? Yeah, no, it sounds like he is trying to get involved with some. I wonder if he's going to hang out in the parking lot at some of these places. See if you can get it a pass. Get inside. Get a pass. You got to get the right uh, shoe taps in the bathroom for that. So, 
back to Montana and uh, specifically Whitefish. Um, um, I don't know if you remember the Murder Junkies. No. Gigi Allen's last backing band. Oh my. But um, surprisingly, and I, I just recently found out that they were still a thing. I thought they would have all overdosed by now. Um, but they are still a thing, and they are going to be performing in Whitefish coming up in May. This is uh, pretty wild. For those of you who don't know, uh, Gigi Allen, holy shit, I don't even know if we can really even talk about him in on uh, oh. He, was, he would do everything crazy on stage for his theatrical performance during a show, including defecating on the crowd. He would cut himself open. He would fight people. Um, he would run out into the street and continue this stuff. He would do drugs. He would uh, pretty much everything except for sing the songs, it, it, it felt like, you know. And uh, have you heard him sing? Because he can see why he's... Uh... And the not whole, the best singer and not the best musician, in my opinion. Indeed. Um, and the but whole very punk and for the, sure. The, exactly. And that's the whole idea is, uh, you know, what what's more punk than not doing what you're supposed to. So uh, these guys arguably slightly less punk because they continued playing their instruments consistently throughout the entire show, um, but also very commendable for doing that indeed thing while he was up there flinging around his blood and feces. So, um, yeah, you know, if anything, you got a group of four guys who can play under enduring conditions. Yeah, enduring, I would call it exactly that. But um, with uh, Alan, of course, and the band that that backed him, and they are, of course, uh, just riding on the coattails of uh, his death, because I think there's a little doubt that if uh, he had not died, that we would not know that name today at all. It would be, you know, a cliff note and some obscure fact that some weird kid tells you. So, yeah, if he hadn't died, similar to Kurt Cobain, I mean, if he had, uh, you know, not killed himself, and, and effectively Gigi Allen did as well, um, you know, they would be just as relevant today as, I don't know, maybe Soundgarden or, or Pearl Jam. In in his words, it's better to, to burn out than fade away, so. Yeah. So, this band is a, uh, and I've listened to some of their stuff, they're, a C punk band at best, in my opinion, and you know, they're riding on the coattails of their former affiliations. So, which is not that good. In a small dive in Whitefish, they're going to be playing in, um, but sort of the uh, the conversation here. Um, it, Whitefish is it just a place for racist or just the modern iteration of trust fund deadheads? Um, it kind of feels like both going on in that region. Yeah, um, well, you know, you hear a lot about the racist stuff, but, like, I have not actually seen much as far as, like, those movements go there, but I've not spent much time in the area, to be completely honest with you, so, uh, how much time have you spent up there? Uh, just going through, eating, doing work, so not a whole lot, um, but, you know, of course, a very affluent area, you have, uh, you're, you're very wealthy. You're very eight out of staters. I think, uh, was it uh, Danes or Gian Forti that was from Whitefish? Um, I think it is either Gian Forti. No, Gian Forti is from Bozeman, so it must be Zinke. Well, he went to both. Oh, Zinke, yes. Uh, Zinke is definitely. Uh, he's from Whitefish, uh, I think. So, yeah, the very affluent, and, uh, you know, then it just uh, deteriorates. Of course, you've got. 
room for racist, uh, which if you ask a whitefish person, uh, they're like, well, uh, the community at large is standing up against that. And I was like, well, that's great, but, you know, I'm from Missoula and I've lived in other places in Montana, and there's, you know, never really been a need to organize to stand up against Nazis anywhere else that, <laughs> that I've seen. So How come you guys let the problem get this bad? <laughs> So, yeah, I can't uh, crap on Whitefish too much. It is a beautiful place, uh, just, uh, I think, north of Kalispell? Yeah. Is it north? Or yeah, you know, I mean, you gotta make a good point. That's They can't control who moves there. But they should but be does, able to, you know. Why can't we uh, control, you know, if we had a, a border around the state, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, we need, a, you know, some sort of barrier, for sure. Especially around the north. Keep those Canadians out. Indeed. Uh, you know, that's the uh, really the unsung problem here, you know. What, unaddressed. Whitefish, unaddressed. Uh, you can drive to Whitefish from Kalispell without ever feeling like you left town, so it's uh, a suburb, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> At this point. Super close, everyone, and yeah, you've got enough private houses along the way that um, you, there's just been enough development that's kicked up that it really doesn't even feel like you've left and then, boom, you're, you're all of a sudden in, on Main Street there. Yeah, so uh, Murder Junkies in uh, Whitefish, and, and looking back at some of the other events they have, it seems like uh, that area in Pacific, uh, uh, and actually more so Whitefish, is, attracts these elements. It's sort of the place for the uh, obscure, uh, quotation marks, art uh, of the region I've found. So, yeah, maybe the Deadhead things has some... Uh, some relevance here. Wow, oh, yeah, the uh, the rich hippies, I guess. It's uh, expensive living up in those parts. Uh, that it is. Well, on to more pressing matters of Momo. Or or lack thereof. Ah, jeez. Because Lewistown uh, did put... Uh, Got to tie this into Montana. Lewistown Public School sent out an alert about it. Um, telling parents to, to be on the, the lookout and whatnot, and, um, you know, if you're, you know, small kids that are of the age to be influenced by these things are on apps such as WhatsApp, um, which I thought was a sexting app, because I've never used it, um. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's exactly what I thought it was used for, too, so I was gonna say, if your kid has WhatsApp, or, like, Kick on their phone to begin with, uh, you have got red flags already that, need to be looked into here and YouTube videos about yeah slitting your wrists open or really the least of your concerns at this point yep and I guess uh, those videos are what makes them I guess supposedly the big scare is that they are spliced right into the middle of other videos um, completely unrelated um, but nobody has yet to show me one or have a link to one or have evidence of that and also uh, youtube themselves says why aren't people flagging this if they're finding it um because youtube uh they didn't say they didn't find any in their their search and such um but they said uh you know nobody's flagged anything basically so we we, we can't do much um but you know so i'm thinking it's really blown it's the it's the new thing to make your parents all afraid um uh you watch 10 o'clock news and they they hype up that fear pretty pretty hardcore for that for people that don't know but if your kids have kick i mean i, I am 
you know, not hip or down with the young kids, hello, fellow youth, or whatever. But I've heard of, you know, Kick in, in WhatsApp, where I guess this is happening a bit, and I it's figure a, that nothing good happens there. It's Yeah, no, it's, it's like equal to Tinder there. You add it if you want to fuck. So if your child has it on there, you're trying to fuck. So red flag that and uh, I intervene and parent. So calm down your your momos. Um, that's not a thing, but certainly it is worth uh, being aware of what your children are doing. And it's not even a modern thing. You could say that at any any time in history. It's important to know where your kids are. Yeah, for sure. You know, in today's age, you know, I, I think it's just something we've gone over before. Is uh, you know how we're a lot more. I guess just restrictive with our parenting compared to what we used to have back in like, you know, the early nineties and such. Yeah, absolutely. Well, apparently some people still go by these standards. Um, the, the old standards, like we were visiting some, um, some friends of ours, they live in a, uh, a trailer park and she calls it a gated community, which is hilarious. If you, <laughs> yeah, no, this is, but, well, I mean, uh, I guess, but, okay <laughs> but it, it was just a surprise to me she's like uh, the kids were playing playing in the yard was like can we go basically they asked if they can go run around the trailer park and she's like yeah go do it and i'm like well, that's odd we've never done that let our kids run around a neighborhood uh ourselves they're still pretty young but it's <laughs> yeah no i apparently highly, people are still doing that highly doubt my kids will ever be able to do that um, you know, they're not even, I, I, in all honesty, I don't even let my kids really go outside unless I'm going to go out there with them. So I ugh, go run around the trailer park. That just blows me away. Yeah. But it occurs to me that that's, uh, well, maybe not a trailer park specifically, but that's what <laughs> me and you did as kids. So yeah, uh, times have changed and, uh, <laughs> you don't want your kids to be less eaten, uh, nowadays. Um, yeah, well, you know, people have developed more of a taste for kids, it seems, lately, so it's not a risk I feel like taking. So uh, Some people in in specific, of course, but uh, that does tie that back into Montana, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, well, <laughs> there's no good segue from that, is there? Let's just uh, Jeez. Uh, pay attention to your kids. Let's dive right into weed. Yeah, straight um, up here. Next topic here, 420 blaze it. Weed. Uh, probation. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Can I just, like, have my stuff back? Yeah, that uh, probationers for medical excuses. It, it is listed there that there has to be a medical reason. But we're still pretty restrictive on this as far as I knew for... Or, or are we? I, you know, I'm not sure what the... Uh, there's a doctor's thing you got to go through in a, a, a statewide process. And you got to pay a fee. And how hard is it to get your medical marijuana license, even if you're not uh, on probation? Well, um, you go see a person who's got a doctorate and who is licensed with a board. Uh, this person is not going to be an employee of Benefits or the Great Falls Clinic. Or like, you know, I, I'm not even sure who you guys have over there in the Missoula Hospital. What's yours uh, called? I think it's the St. Vincent. Yeah, it's St. Vincent's. We also got uh, community medical. 
Yeah, so it's not. It won't be any of them. Well, I I don't know the Missoula ones. Maybe you guys are a bit more lenient over there and free spirited, but we are. I'll just be randomly walking. Like we'll go walk through the neighborhood, and I'm like, "Is that is that weed?" And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, just there's the smell of weed with no clear origin. Just, <laughs> just someone smoking it somewhere near you. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's a. Ra- I, I could never find him. I always, you know, look around a little bit. I was like, "Where are you, damn <laughs> stoner kids?" <laughs> oh, someone's got it. You almost have to look just to see who's about to get in trouble there. Well, not in Missoula. I understand they're somewhat lenient on it here. So I can imagine. Well, they got a lot of bigger issues to deal with there, bigger fish to fry and such. Well, you could say that that was a uh, case as well. The the time for weed is coming, and of course. Uh, yeah, once again, I'm not a libertarian, even though I joke about taxation being theft, but think uh, all drugs should be legalized, and not because I believe in drugs or, or use drugs, which um, I don't. I think it's a bad idea. Nobody should use uh, illicit drugs, but I, I think weed itself falls into another category, and I don't believe the federal government has the right to tell me what I can do to myself. Indeed, they have no play in this. It's killing people, it's taking lives and ruining lives. So, yeah, they got to... Uh, but but it's people's personal choice. It's not for them to decide. Indeed. So, basically. probation, I don't think that you should even be getting UA'd for this kind of nonsense. At least weed in that matter. So... Yeah, and of course, uh, I think we've discussed it before how the uh, probation system is... Just swings wildly and every person's uh, experience in within probation is just crazily different. There are people that are super strict and get UA'd twice a week... Uh, um, for seemingly well, nonviolent, uh, you know, crimes that not related to weed or or anything, and there are other people that um, you know just get to run around and are unheard of for like months at a time. So it's wildly different, and it doesn't appear to have anything to do with the convict or or whatever. It's just you know pulling a straw out of a hat, I guess. Yeah, it's an unfortunate thing. There, it's ah. The system needs to be changed, so I, I am in favor of this bill. I hope it passes. Well, we'll uh, be keeping you updated on that, uh, you know, as time goes by. Hopefully it doesn't get tabled or or denied or, or whatnot. Uh, but for, I guess, our last topic here, we'll run into Crypto Coal, because Coal Strip, uh, we discussed on the last episode uh, about Northwestern Energy possibly buying Coal Strip. Um, now, Coal Strip is further in the air because now there's this uh, cryptocurrency company that has interest in them. Um, talk about dirty bitcoins. My goodness. That's insane. Like how, I mean, these are places that, you know, I've been watching, I think it was Vice had a documentary about them or not a documentary, but at least just a small segment piece. But it was going into how uh, these crypto mines set up shop and, you know, we'll just take up space in these data centers and uh, kick up the cost on energy prices in the area. And then when there is a decline in Bitcoin or any kind of crypto uh, exchange like that of any sort, like sometimes if they need to close up shop, they will just shut down and it's game out, you know. So to think that a company that is involved with that is uh, going to invest in something is, you know, permanent as a coal plant, like that's a little concerning, you'd think. Well, you mean Coal Strip's on the verge of just shutting down anyway, or 
possibly not. Like I so said, they're really, really up in the air. So I'm not sure if their future gets that much different than, you know, if Northwestern Energy owned them and then couldn't find any customers for their 107 megawatts. And Well, I mean, if this is a crypto place buying it, chances are they're going to be buying it to build out a crypto farm directly next to it, I would think. Well, that would be brilliant. And then, oh, yeah, they, they own the means of production at that point. So they're Yeah, and at that point, like, they're, I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, we're go literally we'll, we'll uh, mine what we can out of the fucking ground here and turn it into cash. <laughs> yep, uh, well, um, that's a, the, uh, that's a crazy Big direct corn... t- turnaround there, you know? Uh, that is, and you know how you know I don't know how long this will this will last. Uh, uh, companies called uh, Bighorn Data Power Holdings LLC. Um, it's not a registered corporation in Montana, but uh, I guess neither is. Uh, oh no, Northwestern Energy is an actual fully Montana company, not the region company, right? We had a whole episode on power here, so I'm trying to draw back from that. Huh. Yeah, I'm I don't know, these people also don't have like a dot com. This is strange. Yeah, it's similar to Zinke's uh, you know, <laughs> cryptocurrency experience. Yeah, whatever it is, arms something. They say they're cryptos, but they're really look a lot like they're dealing in arms. Very likely. Lord of War. Great movie starring Nicolas Cage, uh one of his uh think better pieces so yeah uh zinke is the the new guy for that you know he, he kind of has that look maybe we'll see a zinke biopic done played by nicholas cage exactly in the style that style that he did uh was that last really creepy movie he had like amy or something oh i forget uh, it's I'm, hard to keep track of all of his movies. I'm really far behind on my cage. I gotta catch up. Uh, I don't think you can. He's ten movies a year. Yeah, well, he, uh, I mean, good or bad, he'll say yes if he's got time for it. Uh, I mean, he likes to spend that, uh, that piece. Well, um, I guess we'll keep you updated on uh, Crypto Coal as well, whether it goes to... Uh, um, sounds like they are buying it for more than a dollar, which it was going to be sold to Northwestern Energy for, which is interesting. There's an undisclosed sales figure. So we'll uh, we'll keep you updated on that. And with that, we'll uh, run through our business here and then uh, put this uh, episode 22 in the bag. Indeed. Uh, probably already checking this out at our website, but that is going to be MontanaVoicesPodcast.com. If you'd like to reach out to us for questions, comments, or concerns, or to be on the show even... Our email address is going to be montanavoices at gmail.com. If you'd like to hit us up on Twitter, our handle is at Montana underscore voices. If you want to hit us up on Facebook, our handle is going to be at Montana Voices Podcast. Our Twitch stream, uh, we'll probably be going live on that. I want to say like next week, I want to probably put something together. I don't know what game we're going to play. I'm thinking maybe some Civ or Civ Ooh. 6. Do some good events. choice. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, that's going to be twitch.tv slash Montana Voices. And then you can catch all of our episodes up on YouTube by searching for Montana Voices Podcast. Thanks again for listening. We'll uh, see you again here next week.